You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the show, everybody. I am Lucas Smith, host of Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for tuning in as the Cardinals, like I mentioned, get a 2-1 to win on Thursday. Good for a season, not a season, rather, a series split with the uh, with World Series favorite Los Angeles Dodgers. All in all, a, a positive win for the St. Louis Cardinals. And it has me thinking, is this team back in the playoff hunt? I know I talked about on, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, maybe all of them or none of them, that... Um, you know, maybe, maybe this team was out with, with Sunday's loss, and but I also prefaced it by saying maybe, or it's it's hard rather to put one loss of a baseball season as a season-ending type loss. And I'm not trying to do a complete 180 flip here, but I am just trying to point out the fact that this team continues to keep us on our toes. They win Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday, thanks to a, lo- a wonderful pitching match. Uh, pitching performance from Adam Wainwright despite being charged with four earned runs uh, at, at the end of the day. And then de- today was because a brilliant performance by the Cardinal bullpen saved the day for the St. Louis Cardinals. So all in all, can't complain too much about what is happening right now uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals as they head into a very, very, very important weekend series with the Cincinnati Reds, and I'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, That'll be mostly the topic of tomorrow's show. So whether you are listening on your favorite podcasting platform, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Odyssey, or you're watching on the YouTube channel, much appreciated. Welcome in. We're brought to you today in part by Locked on MLB. Head over to Locked on MLB with your pal Sully to get all the greatest league-wide news uh, from the baseball season. We're going to talk some Cardinal news and some Cardinal baseball here on today's show. We're talking about the Dodgers series. We're going to talk a little bit about the Reds and then also talk about the newest Hall of Fame member, Ted Simmons. As uh, those of you on YouTube can see, I have a new addition to the the set, if you will, and that is Ted Simmons' bobblehead. They gave this out at Bush Stadium uh, a couple months ago, weeks ago, uh, so that's a new addition to the uh, viewing area. So I hope you enjoy that as well as I have this bobblehead that my grandfather uh, grandparents rather passed down as well so if get that turned right so a couple of new things as i continue to get moved into this new place uh, on the set for youtube but let's go ahead and get into the action from today cardinals win two to one i want to talk about a couple key things from this game we're going to start with tyler o'neill as he hits his 25th home run second day in a row with a home run his ops is now up to 879 and i think that if if anybody told me that Tyler O'Neill was going to be this good this season, I would have said that's best-case scenario. Tyler O'Neill has given us best-case scenario this season. In 155 games, which is the most games he's played throughout his entirety of his major league career, slash line of 278, 350, 5.9 slugging, and an 879 OPS, uh, 56 runs driven in. That's a lot circumstantial, um, but 25 home runs. Obviously, things to improve is that his average with runners in scoring positions down. His strikeouts are up at 142, but 25 home runs, 22 doubles. He throw in 11 stolen bases, throw in really good gold glove level defense. Tyler O'Neill is somebody that I talked about a little bit back in was it May or June whenever he was on one of his hot streaks of the year. This is the type of player that can impact the game on every single level. He's got power. He's got speed. He's got defense, and he's got an arm. The only thing you might want to see a little bit more of is contact or drawing a few more walks maybe, but he has the ability, in my opinion, 
as good as Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt are, O'Neill has the ability to impact the game more than those two gentlemen do because of the speed that comes in. Goldschmidt's an incredible base runner. O'Neill is faster than Goldschmidt. Arenado has not the, the, the fleetest of foot. So I give the edge to the ability to impact the game to Tyler O'Neill. Not saying that uh, O'Neill's a better hitter than uh, Goldschmidt or Arenado, but Tyler O'Neill has the ability to impact the game every single level, no matter how you cut it out. He is one of he has the highest potential of anybody in the outfield, I think, just because of the ability that he has, and he has shown the ability to improve over the last handful of years. Because for a while, it was going to be, ooh, is, is he going to be another Randall Gritchick, even though Randall Gritchick moved on and had a little bit of success in Toronto? Is he going to be a Randy Rosarena, even though that was a bit premature? Dolores Garcia, is he going to be an outfielder that the Cardinals guessed wrong on again, but this time they guessed wrong for keeping him? His first three years in St. Louis, 2018 to 2019, slashing of 229, an on-base of 291, slugging 422, an OPS of 713, OPS plus of 21. He averaged 57 games a year, seven home runs, 19 driven in, 51 strikeouts, uh, 31 hits, five doubles a season. Nothing fantastic despite a Gold Glove Award winner last year, and now we've obviously, obviously seen what he has done this year. The segue that I'm going to make here is that with consistent playing time, you're really going to see what a player can do. Consistent playing time, we're seeing what Mundo Sosa can really do. We are seeing what maybe Andrew Kisner might be able to do. He had the other RBI in today's game. So my, my point there is, is not to say that Kisner needs to start every game next year. And again, this is a little bit of a different topic, but Kisner does have two hits in Thursday's game. And a lot of people might say, oh, well, he hasn't really produced at the major league level, so why why is he going to be playing you give him consistent playing time. This is a man that has hit at every single level coming into play uh, this season. He's ready to be at the major league level despite what the numbers say uh, for the major leagues. I think that he is better than what the numbers show. So good job to Kisner for getting a couple base knocks in today's game, including an RBI. But the big story, uh, beside Tyler O'Neill, I wanted to highlight O'Neill just a little bit there, the, the bullpen. Phenomenal work by the bullpen. Five total innings, just one hit given up. That was to by Alex Reyes. T.J. McFarland walked one. He walked Albert Pujols. Reyes struck out two. Gallego struck out two in a clean ninth for uh, four total strikeouts for the bullpen. Maybe this is more your recipe for success. Maybe Reyes is your first guy in. Gallego says your last, and you use McFarland and Garcia to bridge the gap there. It worked today. Mike Schultz, for all the... The disappointment that he brings, uh, the, well, the criticism, I guess I should say, that he brings, I think he pushed the right buttons today. You know, and it's easy to say that. I understand that when the results are working well, but that, that's part of managing. You've got to push the buttons and hope the players produce. He pushed the buttons, the players produced. Maybe you, you could have told me that you would have liked to see maybe not Gallegos in the ninth. Maybe you leave Garcia in or you bring somebody else in the ninth. Okay, well, I could have heard you out there. I could have understood what you were trying to say there. But also... You know, in this case, if it worked, uh, I think Gallegos. I think any pitcher, for the most part, does much better when they have a clean start. Gallegos is not immune to that. Alex Reyes is definitely not immune to that, right? We've seen that Reyes is better with a fresh start, so it was nice to see the bullpen get the win, or the bullpen aid in the win, I should say. Because I've said it, I think I've already said it today on the show. I could have missed it, but I've said this a lot before, and I'm probably going to say it again later. When this team pitches, they win. They pitched well today. They won. Two to one win. And you, you, this, this has to make you wonder is this team back in the playoffs? 
playoff hunt. You, you just have to wonder, because right now, as we sit here, just before 4 o'clock on Thursday, September the 9th, the Cardinals sit nine games out of first place. So the screw or, not, or get rid of the Central Division in your head. That's not going to happen. But they're just three games out of the uh, second place in the wild card. And the Phillies play the Colorado Rockies a little bit later on today. And if they lose, then the Cardinals could leapfrog the Phillies. That's why this weekend series against the Reds is so important because the Reds are just one game out of San Diego and two games out of, or two games above St. Louis. So the Reds could sink the Cardinals' postseason hopes, and the Cardinals could dampen the Reds' postseason hopes. And the Reds have been playing some bad baseball. They are three and seven in their last ten, and they have an off day today on Thursday. Not a lot of baseball being played today. So I'm not trying to be too wishy-washy flip-flop here, but. Maybe I was too premature early in saying that the season's over, that this one loss on Sunday what was over. The Cardinals are running out of games. A lot of things still have to go right. All of these things that I've said that might be seeming flip-flop one way or the other, not making a, a decision, all of these things matter. All Everything has to go right for the Cardinals, and all these things are true. Maybe I was too premature. Maybe, I, maybe the Cardinals are still out. Maybe the Cardinals aren't out. All these things are true. A lot of things, I will say this definitively, a lot of things have to go right from now until September 30th for the Cardinals to make the playoffs. That is without a doubt a fact that I have not wavered on and will not waver on. A lot of things have to go right for the Cardinals. They went right Wednesday and Thursday. They didn't Monday and Tuesday, but they did Wednesday and Thursday thanks to Adam Wainwright, the bullpen, and Tyler O'Neill. And Yadier Molina as well on Wednesday. So we're talking some Wainwright. We're talking some Molina. We're talking some Albert Pujols as well in segment number two. Closing out um, with a little bit of Ted Simmons talk. Again, referencing the bobblehead here. Uh, he was inducted to the Hall of Fame yesterday. Be uh, remiss if I didn't talk about him. So all that more coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about the way elite Athletes sleep, and that is on a molecule mattress. Athletes like a Pro Bowl quarterback, an Olympic swimmer, and a national women's soccer star. They call it their best sleep ever. And now I'm no athlete, but I'm very active. I, I referee, I officiate, I umpire. So I also have issues sleeping. Molecule Sleep Scientists literally created the world's most perfect mattress and it's unlike any other mattress in a box. It's cool to the touch, not like other foam mattresses. It has six times the airflow of my old mattress, so it keeps me cool at night. It's zone reflex layers that adjust with me in all my weird sleep positions, so I never awaken with a stiff neck or sore back, and it's antimicrobial. Antimicrobial, excuse me. Molecule mattress is how elite athletes get the best sleep ever. Sleep on your molecule mattress mattress risk-free for 100 nights if you don't get your deepest most restorative sleep ever return it visit onmolecule.com and save 20 percent with promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n again save 20 percent with promo code locked on at onmolecule.com a lot of us have one device to catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows and another device like your phone for watching sports highlights and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff it's chaotic it's hectic and it's a mess well i want to tell you that there's a way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and that is direct tv stream direct tv stream can help you get your tv together because it brings your live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before so you could watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place this means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV. Stream, learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. 
Cardinals win on Wednesday as well. It got a little close, a little exciting there in the ninth inning, but all in all, Adam Wainwright with a dominant start, and the Cardinals do win by the final of 5-4. to four. We're going to start with Wainwright because where else would we start? He goes eight and a third, seven hits. Does get charged for four earned runs, so ZRA does jump up .01 runs to 2.98. Still top five in the National League, I might add. Uh, he does not walk a man, strikes out four, gives up one home run, and that home run was served up to Max Muncy. Wainwright just continues to dominate. You, know, it, you, you can't just tell me that he's only dominating... Um, only dominating against bad teams like the Pirates. He's dominating against good teams like the Dodgers now as well, pitching very well, because I don't think you can tell me that if he goes eight and a third innings every time out against a team like the Dodgers, that would be a fail. He he just continues to impress and, and impress more and more, not only with, with, with age, but even as the season goes along, you think maybe he's going to start falling off at some point, going to get tired. He's going to start show, showing signs of regression as we get closer to October. No. Adam Wainwright continues to impress throughout the season as we move along, no matter what, does not show Steins of stopping. And yes, he only struck out four. I'm not saying he struck out the world or anything of that nature, but you know what I'm going to say? He gave his team a chance to win, just like Jake Woodford today. Adam Wainwright gave his team a chance to win, kept his team in the game. You want to talk about bullpen management and it maybe stayed in the game too long, or if you would like to see him go nine innings, talk about that at a different time. Adam Wainwright, eight and a third. Remarkable performance and almost hit a home run, uh, but was just a few feet short in, in the warning track there. So Wainwright um, is credited with the win, his 15th of the year. Giovanni Gallegos comes in, gets a sacrifice fly, and then a strikeout to end the game. Chris Taylor struck out, not an easy man to strike out. So you'd assume Giovanni Gallegos is done for the day tomorrow uh, since he pitched both Wednesday and Thursday. Nevertheless, Gallegos gets the save uh, yesterday, his fifth. He now has six, obviously. With the save today, but offensively speaking, Tyler O'Neill, like I mentioned, at a home run, as well as Yadier Molina hitting one out, a th- uh, two-run shot in the first inning. Cardinals jumped out to a 3-1 to lead after the first inning, and with Wainwright on the mound, you felt very good about yourself. Cardinals able to tack on a run in the fourth, thanks to Edmundo Sosa single, and in the eighth, because of that, like uh, aforementioned, uh, Tyler O'Neill home run. Offense did its job, seven hits, but the, it was really Adam Wainwright that stole the show. And it was really fun to see Adam Wainwright versus Albert Pujols. If you haven't watched it, I would highly encourage you to go back on, on YouTube or Facebook on the Cardinals or whatever, so, someplace to find it where you can find Adam Wainwright versus Albert Pujols. Really neat. It was a bizarre sight, not going to lie. It was super, super weird to see Adam Wainwright pitching to Albert Pujols with Yadier Molina behind the plate, something I never thought that I would see in my lifetime. But here we are. It's 2021. Crazier things have happened. And he got Pools to grind out three times, retired him every time he saw him. And that was it. That was it. Albert Pools was uh, left on deck in the bottom of the ninth inning. Um, he would have been the go-ahead run if he would have reached um, or got, got into the dish, but he was 0 for 3. Just an awesome week to see Albert for the St. Louis Cardinals. Or back uh, at Bush Stadium, I guess I should say. Always good to see Albert. I think that no matter who you are, what, what, what kind of fan you are, whether you consider yourself a pessimist or a realist, uh, an optimist, whatever you consider yourself. I think we can all look back at the Albert Pujols memories with a very, very big smile on our faces. Albert Pujols is one of the best players to ever play the game. In my opinion, he's the second best Cardinal to ever put on the Cardinal uniform behind Stan Man Musial. One of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time, if not the best. 
There's not a lot more I can say about Albert that hasn't already been said by me and by others. You go beyond the baseball field, what he did for the city of St. Louis, what he does for children in need, what he does for kids with special abilities or disabilities, excuse me. He does it all. He's a remarkable human being who has had a remarkable playing career by any numerical standard you want to put on there, except for maybe st- stolen bases or something bizarre like that. Excuse me, my uh, mic fell. Apologize about that. Uh, but but any offensive metric you want to use, he was he was phenomenal at it. He had power. He had average. He got on base. He did everything well offensively and turned himself into a gold glove first baseman as well. The emotions are high right now, even for me, and I understand that. I can admit that. But right now, with the emotions comes a lot of excitement. Maybe Albert will be back. Maybe we'll get to see Pujols with the number five on the back in the stands again and on the field, maybe just for one more year, even for just a part-time role. The fan in me, and I'll be honest with that, the fan in me would love to see Albert Pujols in a Cardinal uniform playing for the St. Louis Cardinals. I really hope the next time he's at Bush Stadium, um, it's, it's, in, it's in red, whether it's at a, as a red jacket or in a Cardinal uniform. That would be, the, again, the fan in me, the hope in me would, would be that. And again, from a baseball standpoint, that's a different discussion. We could talk about that another time. But it, it, it's a wonderful thing that uh, to, to have somebody mean so much to a city like Albert did for 10, 11 years later, 10, 11 seasons later, to still get the kind of ovation that he did. So congratulations to Albert uh, on a fine career. He has not said officially whether he's done or not, so maybe he will come back. Um, who knows? But nevertheless, if, we, if that's all we got for Albert, like Danny Mack said, it's been quite a ride. Uh, so thank you for the memories, Albert Pools. So from one future Hall of Famer to a current Hall of Famer, talking Ted Simmons uh, here coming up here in just a little bit. But just to finish the note on the playoffs, I mean, the Cardinals earned, earned a split against the Dodgers. I said that that would be best-case scenario either on Monday or Tuesday, that a split would be best-case scenario. They got it. Credit to them, 100%. Well done, St. Louis Cardinals, for a job well done for at least earning the split. Were they dominating 100% shutdown wins, convincing wins? No, they were one-running games. Wins a win no matter how small, no matter how large. So can't complain about a series split against the reigning World Series champion, Los Angeles Dodgers. So, segment number three, we are talking some Ted Simmons in the Hall of Fame. Finally, after a long, long time waiting, uh, Simba is in the Hall. Also talking a little bit about this upcoming Reds series in just a moment. Football season is back. Maybe you're listening after the opening um, game, but if not, I'm going to start with this promo right here from Bet Online. Take advantage of the opening day super promo. So make a bet on tonight's season opener against the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. If this is after the game or during the game and you're thinking, oh man, I don't have anything to bet on, you would be incorrect because you can get updated odds, props, and contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor contest. Open now at Bet Bet BetOnline is your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. You can also, one more promo code locked on, use that promo code for a 100% welcome bonus when you sign up at Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, whether that is baseball, football, basketball, boxing, or even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Be sure to take advantage of the offers 
available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. RockAuto.com is the, one of today's sponsors, and with today's increasing numbers of makes and models for car parts, it's now almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. And why would you endure pointless questioning or intimidating questioning while somebody behind the counter uses their computer to order your parts for you? You have control of RockAuto.com on your computer or on the go in your pocket. You can save time and money with RockAuto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every single customer. And they got everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to see all of your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available, and be sure to write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Ted Simmons is a Hall of Famer, officially for the St. Louis Cardinals. He is now no longer just a Cardinal Hall of Famer, he is a Cooperstown Hall of Famer. And once again, just for good measure, to show you the wonderful Ted Simmons bobblehead um, handed out at Bush Stadium a while back. Ted Simmons, are you a Hall of Famer? I'm trying to get him to nod, nod yes. Well, that was that was a job well done, considering that a success. Apologies if you're listening on the podcasting platform. I was trying to get Ted Simmons to nod yes. If you're listening on YouTube, let me know if I succeeded or failed. So, uh, But nevertheless, he is in the Hall of Fame. And if you guys missed the ability to, or missed the opportunity to watch his Hall of Fame speech, 100% would recommend always been very well spoken and he just had some wonderful wonderful things to say wonderful thanks to say uh, mentioned a couple of different uh, former players including Kurt Flood uh, talking about player labor rights and things of that nature a 72 year old still still has got it and is a wonderful wonderful representative in my opinion for the National Baseball Hall of Fame those of you who don't know his story uh, for, first of all, to get into the hall or to be eligible for the Hall of Fame for more than a season, you have to garner at least five percent of the vote. And back in 1994, Ted Simmons only garnered five or 3.7 percent, rather, of the five percent. So he was voted in in 2020 uh, on on a committee. And he, here's what his plaque reads: Ted Lyle Simmons, St. Louis NL 1960 to 1980, Milwaukee AL 81 to 85, and Atlanta AL 86 to 88. Tough as nails, switch hitting catcher whose plate production places him in the upper echelon among backstops at time of retirement. He led all catchers with 2,472 hits and 483 doubles, ranking 8th with 1,771 games behind the plate. Batted 300 or better in 7 full seasons, finishing 6 of those among this league's top 10. 8-time All-Star with the Cardinals and Brewers, assembled 6 seasons with 20 or more home runs. Concluded his career as the all-time National League leader in switch hit homers. Later served in a number of player personnel roles, including Pirates general manager. A lot of accomplishments there. I mean, at the time of his retirement, he was literally regarded, you know, excuse me, statistically and numerically as one of the best catchers to ever play, especially one of the one of the switch one of the best switch hitters to ever play the game of baseball. Pretty solid career, and now a career that ends up in Cooperstown. Love St. Louis, has always talked very highly of it. So again, if you haven't had the opportunity to go watch his speech on, on YouTube or find it on Twitter, 100% would recommend. Congratulations to Ted Simmons uh, on the National Hall of Fame. He was with the Cardinals, for, like, I, like it said there, 68 to 80 before being traded and moved on to Milwaukee. 
Hall of Fame uh, garnered some great members over the week or over the week rather. Uh, and Larry Walker, Derek Jeter, and Ted Simmons being the three players for uh, uh, being inducted. Obviously, Derek Jeter, longtime Yankee. Larry Walker, the uh, part-time Cardinal. So Cardinals with two connections to the Hall of Fame this weekend. So congratulations to Ted Simmons, Simba in the Hall of Fame. And now we move on a little bit before I, I get out of here to talking about the Reds series. Cardinals play the Reds at 7-15, 6-15, and 1-15 this weekend, according to my handy-dandy calendar up on the wall. Um, it, th- th- this will be a pivotal series. Reds and Cardinals are separated by two games. So if the Reds win a series, that, could, could that stink the Cardinals? If the Reds sweep the series, the Reds have swept a four-game series in St. Louis earlier this season. I'm hoping I didn't just speak it into fruition. But it's happened before, literally. It's happened before this year. This will be the last time the Cardinals play the Reds. So this is really the last time the Cardinals have an opportunity to control their own destiny against the Reds. And the Cardinals have a big chance to control their own destiny for the next handful of weeks because they play the Reds, the Mets, and the Padres three times each in the next week and a half. And here's why that's important. You know the the two of the three teams that are ahead of them, the Reds and the Padres. The team behind them, I'm sorry, the Reds and the Padres, so the two teams ahead of them. A team behind them, four and a half games uh, out total, one and a half behind the Cardinals, the New York Mets. This is the definition of controlling your own destiny. Cardinals have a chance to pick up some ground or fall out of contention for good. They got to still be within, in my opinion, one to two, three games by the time that the Cardinals play the Brewers next. Because after they're done playing the Padres after September 19th, they don't play anybody that will that can directly affect their postseason um, postseason berth because the Brewers likely will have the division close to, if not already clinched by then, and the Cubs have been out of it for a while. Very important week and a half stretch coming up here. Very important nine game stretch, I guess is the better way to put that. Cardinals control their destiny. Mike Schilt talked about it a lot. I remember in 2019, they just kind of go out, win their games, and they control their own destiny. They talked about that last year as well in the COVID shortened season. Go out there. Play your game. It, it's all it's all up to the, the the players at this point. They got to go out there and play and win. They got big series after big series coming up. September is not going to be easy. They've proven that they still got some fight in them. Beating the Dodgers twice uh, in four games is not easy. Uh, now 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 the next step is to try and win some series against other playoff capable teams. We'll see what they can do. Tomorrow's episode is a full preview, full breakdown of the Cincinnati Reds series, previewing probables, matchups, things that I like, things that I don't like, and my prediction for the upcoming series. So be sure to tune back into that, whether you're on YouTube or on your favorite podcasting platform. No matter where you're at, you can follow me on social media on Twitter at LJFastball. Uh, You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com and um, be sure to subscribe to the show tell your friends about the show drop a rating on the show it's all free and on every single platform so until I talk to you guys tomorrow talking some Cardinals Red Baseball be sure to stay safe stay well and have a fantastic rest of your day